Welcome to the Backlog Dialogues, the podcast where we take you out of your backlog before it buries you. I'm John, and joining me as always are the Phil and the Lost Boys of my experiment 626. I'm not going to be Phil. I'll be a whole bunch of different people at once before I be Phil. <laughs> I'm Jared. But the Lost Boys are furries. <laughs> yep. I'm Matt, and I'm frankly offended at being Phil. Why do you, ha- why do you get to be experiment 626? Because I don't want to be Phil, and I don't want to be the Lost Boys. <laughs> and because experiment 626 is... Pretty much, strictly speaking, the best D-Link in the game. So it's a bastardization of science made for war and destruction over Phil. That learns about family. That's the important key point. Ohana. Ohana is family. (laughs) I mean, I can't do that voice. I I am not Griffin McElroy. I can't make my voice sound that way. (laughs) Uh, Let's not steal other people's clout here. (laughs) <laughs> Who's attempting to steal it? I'm just name dropping. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Today we are going to be going to the next run of Disney World's for Ventus. His own little Disney speed run, just like we did with Terra. Same world, same order. There is like it, the order is, does not switch around for this part of Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. It is always going to be Disney Town, then Olympus Coliseum, then Deep Space, then Neverland in difficulty order. There is no variance. Yeah, I was like, you can go to different ones, but the difficulty order clearly wants you to go to this set. So anyway, so I guess we'll go to Disney Town because, you know, Vendor's got some free tickets and it's be yeah. a waste not to use them. Yeah, let's just use them right now. Let's just go to Disney Town right now and get it out of the way. <laughs> Hello there. Did someone ask for Captain Justice? Fuck off, Pete. <laughs> like and That's basically Ventus's experience. He lands there and Pete shows up and this time he's wearing all white outfits. Oh, yeah. Like he was Captain Dark before because I guess like because it was the villain theme for for Terra, he was being the uh, heel. Now he's trying to be the face and he is doing very bad at it. He was the bad boy of pod racing. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually think that what's going on here is that Pete is is trying to make Captain Justice win the competition. And to do that, he's being his own heel. But I mean, okay. It's, you have to expect that at some point there would be some dipshit that would totally vote for Captain Dark because this the exact same energy that gave us Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> and I mean, it, it's something I could see as a plan, but nothing he does would actually support that plan. He just exactly kind of like, around. As if he actually pretend, if Ira's personalities actually acknowledge the other one, maybe he was doing something. But he just kind of does stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Pete is not well known for having well-formed plans. No, he's not. I mean, this is even before, like, he's, like actually on true villain fruit. This is him just being the local menace, trying to at, siphon away votes with his campaign. At least at this point, he doesn't have the suit with the zipper. Nope, he doesn't. This is not zipper taint Pete yet. Um, <laughs> not my coining a phrase. <laughs> Not by coining a phrase. To drop names again, that's Dan Olson's turn of phrase. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's just absolutely impractical. He's just wandering around, bellowing at anyone who shows up in town. Can I do stuff to help you? And then doing nothing. Yeah. And like, I mean, Ven just wants some friends. So, uh, like. He he mostly just like ignores Captain Justice and goes around Disney town because. Remember to vote Captain J. I cannot do a good peek, can I? That was actually you, pretty good. Yeah, you did pretty good. I was going to say, now what you have to do is you have to say, uh, what you call it, my work here is done. 
My work here is done. But you didn't do anything. <laughs> Did it, I? <laughs> so, anyway, and then um, he ascends. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, the cousin ducks are nearby complaining about the ice cream maker. But before we do that, I'm going to go do a full chest clear because you could do that in this game. You could completely break it. And I, with some cutting use of commands, I got a command that you're supposed to get after you get glide on Ventus. But I got it early. And it's called Super Glide. Ventus is so much fun to control. I love it. (laughs) Gliding with Ventus is great, especially when I realize the game doesn't stop glide once you contact the ground. So you just sort of hoverboard your face around the the, uh, world. It's great. Ventus is so much fun. Like, he controls like a Super Sora, really. He's a bit faster and a bit more like... I would say his attacks are a bit faster than Sora's. I would say they're somewhat lighter. Like he, especially you yeah. can tell in the way they wield the Keyblade, his is much lighter and quicker than Sora's. Sora's wields is like a bat, practically. Yeah, Ventus is the rogue rogue class to Sora's all rounder. Sora is pretty much just like a fighter type. Ventus is a rogue. Yeah, you're. I think you're right about that. Terra's a brick. I mean a tank. Well, either. <laughs> so yeah, let's go talk to Huey, Dewey, and Louie and Minnie because that's the only thing to do here for the story. <laughs> So, yeah, so you've gone to this park and you're seeing a bunch of ducks complaining about ice cream machines. I want my money back, Scrooge. You didn't pay anything. Shit, you're right. He has the same ice cream machine provider as McDonald's. McDonald's ice cream used to be good. Well, no, have you heard the controversy about McDonald's ice cream? It's it's actually to the point that there is labor investigations that the franchise might be letting the the ice cream machines be that broken down. And the company is is providing some standards. They break down so much. Yeah, actually, there's a there's a thing about the the company apparently doing the very designing the machines to make money on maintenance. Oh, like Sony designed the PlayStation 2. Yes. Mm. Which is That's not it. what this game was on. This game was on the PlayStation Portable, which they did design to break down instantly, thankfully. Um, back, in, back in January, they were being sued by a company that was trying to hack the machines to fix them. Now, Basically suspicious that it really is that shonky. <laughs> here's my important question about the McDonald's ice cream machines. Yep. Can you use them to play a terrible rhythm game? I mean, you could. I worked at McDonald's for a year. I never saw anyone do that. And I shudder to think of the mess it would make. <laughs> because this broken ass ice cream machine is used to play a stupid rhythm game. It's not a very good rhythm game. God, if you think about it, you could play a terrible rhythm game with anything. It's true. <laughs> you could. I could do it at work. I'd get in trouble, but. You could play a terrible rhythm game with your cat. Please don't play terrible rhythm games with your cat. <laughs> don't worry. The, the, uh, the punishment for Miss is the cat drawing blood. Yeah, that sounds about right. People bum- bongo cat all the time. Different bongo cat, but still. Honestly, Cole is so mellow. You could use him as a drum for an hour. He'd just kind of look at you. <laughs> as I was trying to segue back into the game with that, um, Captain Justice thinks that the ice cream machine has been broken by sabotage. Hey, topical. He just kind of just says, it's uh, it's broken. I know I'm right. So I'm just going to beat this machine up. I can't but- do the Bugs Bunny voice, but sabotage. 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 Oh, no, I don't want I shouldn't do a Shatner. No one should do a Shatner. Pete's not going to do anything. So Ven's just going to shoot some ice cream at kids doing a butt dance. That sounds terrible. That's what this <laughs> is, right? That's what this minigame is, is you're shooting ice cream at kids doing a butt dance. That's all it is. <laughs> Tell me uh, I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong, Jared. You saw this. I'm not going to touch that one with a 10 foot pole. This one's on you. Or a 10 scoop ice cream cone. Yes. The scoop count gets way higher than 10 in this game. It goes up to the stratosphere. 
It's really stupid. I do not like this game at all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is a rhythm game where you have to move the joystick to point at one of the cousins to shoot ice cream at them. And occasionally, why are you yeah, calling them cousins? What? What now? Why are you calling them cousins? They're cousins. Aren't they cousins? No, they're oh. triplets. Oh, I thought they were. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they're Scrooge's yeah. uh, great nephews. So yes. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, my bad. Yeah. Uh, you move the joystick to point at one of the. Tri- triplets to shoot ice cream at them. Occasionally you have to mash the button, but most of the time you're pressing to a weirdly timed beat on screen. At least it's not as bad as Little Mermaid from KH2. Huh. 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 <laughs> so, for completion, there are far more songs and you have to do it on all three characters. It I mean, it's a really, works. really typical minigame where you're having to click buttons with a, with, a, with a shrinking concentric circle, but you're also kind of pointing at the different ducks yeah. And it's just these loud whistle snaps over. It's a small world playing. So I'll, I'll probably go a bit more about what completion entails for this a bit later because I don't want to bog us down here. But I'm just going to go over what the song selection of this game is, because I think there is probably like one good song in it all. Maybe. So let's the first song that you get is It's a Small World and. Parentheses, fuck this song, close parentheses. When I was a kid. Uh, we used to go to Disneyland quite a bit because I lived in Southern California. And so this uh, particular song was part of my childhood. And even I find it annoying. Yeah. I mean, our family went to Disney World several times in my childhood and a couple times in my adulthood. And I can't completely hate the song as much as I find it irritating because it was my grandmother's favorite ride. Ah, okay. Mm. That's but this version is not good. No, it's not. And it's the one you have to play in order to advance Ventus's story. I mean, honestly, in the right light, that that ride is really demented. The way the puppets are all set up, it is. It's it's spooky. <laughs> I don't even spooky. I mean, there's just a lot of really weird crap happening, especially like when there's animals involved. I rode that that ride enough that I know the song by heart to this day. I mean, oh. it's it's a song that never ends, so it's not <laughs> that hard. <laughs> yep. It's it's a single verse and a single chorus, the same as yeah. uh, they said. Honestly, Yoho, it's a pirate's life is a little harder because it has more complex lyrics. I know most of that <laughs> one. Yeah, the second one is the one that's actually a good song. Yeah, it's it's one of the gummy ship songs, and it's like okay, yeah, I can actually play a rhythm game to this kinda maybe. Yeah, there was no gummy ships in this in this game, but they still stuffed its music into it. Third song is my least favorite of them all. It is called Dessert Paradise. Where is this even from? I hate it. Did we ever figure it out? I don't know. Like, okay. Um, the worst part about it, though, is like, it is way too long. There's this one little sequence where, like, each of the kids is throwing a fucking temper tantrum that you have to mash the button with. And it's like, <laughs> it is it is drilled into my fucking head because of completion. Uh, do not play completion for this game. I beg of you, listener. I mean, it really <laughs> says something that when you look up the song, all you find is Cookie Run. Whenever I hear... Uh, a song title with X Paradise, I can only think of Gangsta's Paradise, and that makes a terrible image here. Don't worry, we'll go to a different paradise later in this series. <laughs> After that is the regular track for Destiny Islands, which is fine, but it's not a good rhythm game song. Yeah, really none of these songs are good rhythm game songs, I would argue. Yeah, true. I think rhythm game songs need to have a stronger sense of rhythm to them, usually. They need to have a stronger melody, I'd say. And a lot yeah. of, like, Yoko Shimomura is a great composer, but a lot of the Kingdom Hearts tracks are just kind of like, take a little hook from the Disney world and then iterate on it a tiny bit. And occasionally, a lot of uh, there will be world tracks that actually do have a good take on that kind of thing, or their own original take, like Hollow Bastion. 
yeah, the last track is Hand in Hand, which I believe is a battle theme. No, yes, I remember we looked this up when we were playing this episode and we were struggling to find any of this stuff. Hand in Hand is sure a strange name for a battle theme, though. I forget. Like, I mean, almost as mysterious as Guilty Gears sleep will or sorry, sheep will sleep. Apparently it's why well, I looked up. I actually finally found it. Apparently it's mostly Traverse Town's uh, battle theme. Got it. Gotcha. Okay. Weird. And they tend to use it during ending sequences for some reason, kind of extra music. <laughs> right. That's where it's from. Why is it here? Because they needed a lot. Like, they, that's the thing. It's like, there's no real, like, flow of these songs getting interesting. Mysterious phrase I understand. It's a theme in plays in Kingdom Hearts 3 when using attractions. Oh, that's interesting. That theme. Okay. Pro tip for Kingdom Hearts 3. Turn off attractions. You could do that with the uh, Remind DLC, right? Yeah, yeah. You turn it off and you actually get a bonus for doing so. And honestly, I think it's a better way to play. Yeah. But um, is, that, okay. actually, is that only a critical mode thing or is it can you do it with any no, mode? You can do it yeah. with any mode. Cool. Do that, Jared. Attractions are not uh, fun. Well, attractions are I fun to try once. To see. Yeah. They're, they're fun to try once to see what they are. Why do I find myself thinking of, of, of uh, FF8's uh, GFs? Yeah, that's actually a very good comparison to the uh, attractions is like. They take way too long and they're actually not that good. Uh, but they end up being a bit of a crutch. The main virtue of them is you become invincible during them. So which one's summoning Eden then? <laughs> uh, probably the uh, Viking ship. Yeah. Hmm. And that's all we're going to cover attractions in this ser- series because I don't want to talk about them when we get to Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> I think they look cool at least. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Um, so we... D- uh, help these kids with their ice cream machine, get some ice cream, and cool. I think we have secured our votes for the whatever this competition is. I forget its name off the top of my head. Million Dreams. Million, million Dreams. Thank you. A uh, thousand words competition. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good song. That should be in this one. Yeah, many, many, many Unifairies should come up. They should sing that if they're just going to be in the two for no reason. <laughs> Why did they not do that? I'm so sad. Is there... They're busy harassing Leon. <laughs> okay, that's valid. That's a totally valid thing to do. Yeah. Anyway, it literally oh, just stop. And the, I would just say the plot even says that Ven's like, oh, we should push a couple buttons. The kid's like, oh, we should have tried fixing things. And they know how <laughs> Pete, and they make it clear no one's falling for Pete's uh, pranks, uh, pranks or disguises, and he know he just wants the vague prize. Right. Anyway, so and that's about it, you know? Yeah, that's about it. Let's go to Olympus Coliseum. Must we? Yes. Yes, we must. We must con- We must cover everything to a reasonable degree. I don't know. I yes. kind of like Zach. I mean, the point yes. of Zach is that he's uh, like... Okay. Mm. Zach is not hateable yet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, keeping with the sidekick theme, Vin immediately runs into Phil and... Herc and Zach and show up immediately after. I can't decide if, if Phil's incredibly silly fake swear that I want to call out would be more of an FF joke or a Greek joke. Who in Halicarnassus are you? <laughs> That's probably a Greek joke, but it works it as a Greek an FF joke, joke, too. But it works as an FF joke. Like, yes. I mean, I actually it's, like it's, uh, the Halicarnassus uh, raid in Final Fantasy 14. Yes. And there was also Halicarnassus in Spooky Hard mode, and also there was because they both were resourced in five. Anyway, yes. Um, 
Good trick. I just love that. I just love that they Disney felt the necessary to like just do a who in the hell joke and had to come up with their own weird fake swear. <laughs> you can't say Hades because Hades is a guy. Yeah. Yep. Who in Hades? He's like, hey, hey. And why couldn't they do things like something like Personal space. Tartarus or it, it's for the assonant sound to make it to make it sort of a uh, sound alike. Okay. This is like a weird a sort bit. of plot divergence of where Zach wants to be trained as a hero right now in kind of the same scene that we had with Tara. <laughs> well, to be honest, everyone just kind of shows up and looks around awkwardly. Fortunately, Unverse showed up as is their wants and helps the plot move along. Uh, have we found the true motivation of the unverse? They just can't stand seeing people standing around looking at each other awkwardly. They don't like. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh awkward oh my gosh. silence. Unverse. No, unverse don't like cutscenes. <laughs> <laughs> A cutscene starts. The unverse are there to stop it right now. You know, so wait, so take it along with I'm, Jack. Yeah. And now I'm realizing the true Jack source of the unverse is not, spoiler alert, Vanitas. The source of the unverse is Jack from Final Fantasy Origins, Stranger of Paradise. <laughs> All I want to do is kill Ventus. <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I guess Doom Guy could also be the source too, but that's a little bit too out there. Yeah. I want to keep it within the Final Fantasy universe if we Yeah. I mean even if it fits, it's nice to be it's nice to be more uh well a well fitting piece there. We don't need to just put the, the uh the, the rectangle in the in the square piece. <laughs> Which hole does it go into? That's right, it's the square hole. <laughs> I'm just I'm just laughing at the idea of of Sora going to fucking doom. Would it work in first person? I don't think it would work in first person. Sora would have to go first person if he went to Doom. Goofy would end up a cacodemon. I'm just sure of it. Just a big floating ball with a hat. With a hat. Okay, ears. now this conversation has gone somewhere I like. <laughs> <laughs> I need fan art of that. And Donald would be an imp. My friends are my BFG. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, I'm proud of it. Oh gosh. We need to go on. We, this is gone on too long. We, yeah. we need to move so, on. So, yeah, there's the weird little fight. I, then I just completely mocks Phil. He's the only one who calls out Phil for his stupid catchphrase of not saying the right number of words. Yep. <laughs> and Phil decides after a fight, just watching these two strangers show up and fight along with Hercules, and I don't think anyone's looking slightly better, that suddenly he wants to maybe he'll train Zach instead. Yep. And like, he's going to be like, maybe we're going to use this tournament to decide if instead of training Herc, I get to train Zach. And Ven can't participate because Zach got the last spot. Yeah. I mean, to be precise, Fillmore says, I'll train whoever wins. Captain Eager there looks fun. It should kind of be clear what he's actually doing, but also Phil's kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. always gaslighting his students who, yes. by his appearance here, is, an, is still a teenager at this point. Is this abuse? He's also, you know, like the gangly, pimply-faced teenager too. That's what I mean by by the by the by Disney's Hercules. That means he's still very young. Mm-hmm. So but I said, I don't know about abuse, but it's lousy teaching. Ben gets to train with Herc, which is the earn-breaking mini game here. It's a weird mini game. I feel like the best way to do it is just get Mega Flare and spam it, and it blows <laughs> up all, all the urns at once. It's easy. You could you could use Ventus's uh, yarn riding ability to ride a. Uh, Oh, earn around smash into things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not too challenging, 
but yeah. it gives us a deck capacity increase. Yay! It's just it's just awkward and weird, and it's a it's a strange little race. Yep. Uh, yeah. Afterwards, after the training, Ven and Herc just sort of bond over Herc's backstory. Like, yeah. I think it's just like Herc explaining the backstory, as I recall. Uh, the whole true hero thing, stolen godhood. Ventus doesn't really seem to relate, even though he has a broken childhood and something lost too, but whatever. Yep. Yeah, Ben's just Ben says he's just here to make some friends, and Herc's just like, we're already friends, which is that big extrovert energy, I guess, that I don't really understand. Yeah. He's like, well, so it'd be funnier. It'd be weirder if Herc's is like, I'm, I'm, I didn't come here to make friends. That would be a much weirder uh, result. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so... Uh, By the way, that's- be- can I say because the games are happening, that means Terra is here at the same time. And oh, yes. That just completely messes it. Yes, nope. exactly. In fact, in fact as, and Phil comes in and just right next and mentions there's someone in the other bracket who's just cleaning up everything. The travails yeah. of searching for a particular person in an entire multiverse. Yep, um, but... They're probably next door. The tournament makes it to the West Bracket Finals for Herc versus Zack. Uh, I just want to know why no one questions why the Unverse are all the other opponents. We know why Heartless were involved in all of Hades' tournaments back in... Yeah, but at least at that time, at least that time, it seemed like it was some sort of weird challenge ladder put together for you. This one actually feels, with the multiple brackets, like a sports, like some sort of sports tournament. Hey, if you found a bunch of very angry, edgy things, wouldn't you want to put them into a tournament? Maybe not. I mean, am I? That's weird. Well, am I mad with who's ever in the tournaments? Phil's not. Phil's not competing after all. He's probably mad at the people who are in the tournament. He's very annoyed that this dumb Herc kid keeps asking to be trained. What were they using before the Unverse started cropping up? Apparently, last week. If I know, uh, random Greek monsters, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, don't they have like the random Greek monsters, like the Nemean lion and stuff like that? Well, I mean, they at least keep keep letting the Titans out for it, which is a terrible idea. Though, actually, this one, as I recall. True, it's not quite. We'll talk about that Titan in the next go around. Yeah, it's an Aqua. That's an Aqua's arc, right? Yeah, that's an Aqua's arc. Right. Yeah, Ben is just watching the West Bracket finals and just like imagining Terra and Aqua sparring, which cute little scene. Doesn't really do much other than make, make us realize, oh, yeah, Ben still thinks about them as friends, even though yes. he's arguing with them. Phil says, oh, no, monsters are gate crashing the game. It hurts like real monsters. So maybe they're making the unversed. Eh, that seems uh, weird. Anyway, that gives Ben something to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben makes it to the gates. There's a whole swarm of jelly shades out there. Jelly shades just, just don't really do much to stand there to get hits. But there's but there's dozens of them. Herc shows up to be backup. Like he's just decided, fuck matches, acquire friends. Seems like a way to go. <laughs> like the way to roll. Or as I handled this fight, thunder roll, which is hilarious. Yeah, because using a, a damage causing dodge roll with a surprisingly wide con- um, a collision box really does quite good on, on on group control. Not only that, like jelly shades only have one hit point, so you just like. Sonic roll through these uh, jelly shades like all at once and just like not only that, you're building up your uh, form gauge with this as well. And so you're going to be like, oh, boy, I'm in lightning mode. Oh, boy, I've got some superpower mode going on right now just because I'm rolling around. It's wonderful. I love it. Mega, I wonder what Mega Flare's fun in a fight like that, though. 
Oh, Mega Flare is wonderful for handling je- Jelly Shades too. It just like erases an entire thing, and there's like a not a crater because this game doesn't deal with destructible environments, but there's just like this big hole, hole. where all the monsters used to be. <laughs> they cut off the bonding fight cut scene, so the Unverse have completed their task. When we win this big dumb brawl, we get an air slide, which is another way that Ven has all the maneuverability. It's and you can attach damage to that one too. I believe fire slide. Uh, fire slide is the alternate version of air slide. Yeah, that as a like. Ben has multiple damage movement powers, damage movement powers. Um, I forget what his uh, glide power is. I want to say it's ice glide. It might be ice glide. Yeah. Like, but he can just have elemental attacks on all of his uh, maneuverability things. So you could just kind of run around hitting things. But like, yeah, it's super great for building a meter. It's wonderful. I love it. No, it's ice slide fire glide. That's what it is. So Vet's just rocketing through the air, trailing fire. After the fight, Zack is pissed that we didn't save any for him. So, and Phil shows up to deliver the moral, which means Herc is going to be trained. (laughs) Because he literally thought of leaving the fight two seconds before Zack did. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Ven just calls Phil on his shit. It's actually kind of (laughs) nice. And and at the very least, like, Ven is like, oh, hey. You were full of it, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Totally full of it. Making friends is fun. I got to patch up things with the old ones. And then everyone does it. Everyone's laughs ending. But I'm bump. Force of D-Link was Zack. Got the Mark of Hero Keyblade. Probably not going <laughs> to use either. Oh, I use Mark of Hero Keyblade. Mm, I don't remember if that one really worked for me. At least you didn't forge a D-Link with Phil. <laughs> forge D-Link with Phil. Gained, abil- uh, gained ability with trading order. Please do not say that phrase ever again. <laughs> you will understand why I do not want to hear that phrase ever again. When we come back to Olympus Coliseum in Aqua's Root. Well, let's go to space. Space! I feel like I did that to you last time we did this, but... oh well. Yeah, probably. Matt will have to do it next time. <laughs> ben is flying through space, gets accosted by a giant unversed, which... It's like a giant jellyfish type. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's definitely so, a giant jellyfish type. Um, I don't think we get its name until we actually fight it again later. Right, so I can't say I have that much energy to worry about it, but it also its name is stupid. Isn't it the metamorphosis? Maybe. I forget. Yeah. I, I'm sure it's somewhere in our notes a little bit later. We'll get there soon. But yeah, we scare it off and we get the wing blade command style, which owns. I think we talked yeah. about it a bit last week, but it owns. But- we need to talk a little bit more. I mean, literally what happens is he lets go of his blade. He has six, like, ghost blades appear behind him, splayed out in a wing pattern. And they uh, and they literally zip forward and attack for you in patterns. Yeah, like, it is, um, call them what you want, Gundam funnels, uh, Arods, any kind of, like, Runnels. those little, any just, like, little bits that follow you around and fly around. New lists if you play Final Fantasy XIV. Like, yeah. and, but they're also swords, which is just like the most anime shit ever. I love it. <laughs> I like it. It's one of my favorite command styles. Yeah. It's the equivalent of the blade charge the other two use. And it, well, that one I think is a little more fearsome. This one is way more awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it, it's the difference between one big sword or lots of little swords. And luckily, Cloud's not here to see our choice. Hmm. Yeah, any weeb worth their salt will probably be like, yeah, having a lot of swords following me is way cooler than one big sword. <laughs> and having children, he tries for both. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, having children sucks. I actually kind of mm. liked having children, but eh. I like Spirits Within more. <laughs> I like. I look at it, I see a 13-episode anime that had to be an hour long. <laughs> I can understand that. 
the Unverse flies off to the spaceship in deep space. Ben is brought aboard as well. And we just get a little scene of Gantu keeping Experiment 626 in lockdown. Literally just say, like, like he, it's pretty much a scene from the movie where he's pointing out, like, these guns are trained to your signature. So don't even think about moving. And he's completely, like, hanging, hanging up the sound with his head exposed from a big shackle. And much like in the movie, he spits at the wall of the distracted guns and merely breaks out. Because he actually is, 626 is supposed to be incredibly dangerous. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, without the understanding of friends and family, 626 is definitely extremely dangerous. Let's get into why he's not dangerous. <laughs> Mostly because they made him cute. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, an alert goes off, which causes Gantu to leave, and 626 makes his escape. Yeah. Yay! Go 626. So let's go ahead and see how the cops are working in this universe. Here's a hint. Not great. Not great. So, yeah, Ben's into the transport room. Gontu just accuses him of being an intruder. Like, yeah. It's like, well, I'm chasing their intruder. Well, there'd be another alarm. And then there's another alarm. It doesn't change his mode at all. Yep, yeah, <laughs> Gontu just runs off. He literally says, stay right there. I have lots of unpleasant questions to ask you. Yep. <laughs> ben decides Ooh. to help, but 626 lands right in front of him and just goes, Era, aqua, and <laughs> shows off the friend circle that was made for him. Yay! So it, so, it literally it's it looks like one of their wayfinder uh, pendants, but it's clearly handmade. I think we've seen it before. Yeah, I think Terra made it for him. Yeah, sure. right? Or no, didn't he make it for him after he after he he saw Terra's? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, I think we Terra spent the whole time being tricked by Jumba and then storming off. Right, but he, I yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, um, I, uh, 626 I, makes it because yeah. because he's it looks like it's made out of scrap. Of and it's yeah. honestly, he makes one. It does. He makes one out of scrap. It's cool. I like it. Events like wow. Yep. Uh, al- the alarm goes off. It continues, and Ben runs off. Which I mean, 626 wants to join. Ben tells him to stay because he doesn't understand that 626 would completely own everything in here. <laughs> I mean, we got yeah. some challenge in the fight. Yeah, and we get to an unversed ambush because this is this game. We had a cutscene. Yep. Yeah. In fact, we have a cutscene where Gantu just cheap shots 626 from behind. Um, 626 is examining his own wayfinder, and then Gantu just destroys it, which is dumb. Yeah. Amazingly, Gantu doesn't get his head ripped off. Yeah. yeah Gantu just pissed off the uh, canonically the most dangerous being in the universe, right? Yeah. Well, the ult- you'd say there's more dangerous beings, but he's the ultimate engineered weapon. Yeah. Uh-huh. By the word of the single crazy guy who made him, but he's still impressive. Yeah. So since we're also ta- doing all the Xehanort reports, just in a random chest in the middle of fucking nowhere on the ship, Xehanort's report number one is just sitting around. So let me get my voice going. <laughs> if if you were gone to and you found a report like that floating around in space, you'd put it in containment too. But this isn't in containment. This isn't a random chest. <laughs> That's how he contains things. He he has a, he's had several sandwiches. He lost in containment too. He got in trouble when the ship started to smell. <laughs> Just leave it anywhere in a random chest. It's fine. I can find it later for sure. That's the ADHD thing. I mean, that's how I play crafting games. When my inventory fills up, I dump a chest on the ground, throw stuff in, and then later I'm looking through all the chests. <laughs> ADHD life. No, actually, I kind of, I kind of uh, uh, understand the, the logic here. Anyway, so here's the report. <clears throat> Much time has passed since I left my home of my youth behind, and in the myriad worlds I have visited, I have gained much knowledge. 
On these pages, I intend to record a portion of that knowledge and put the course of my life to paper. Upon reflection, my life underwent the most considerable sea change when I arrived at that place. Yes, it began when I found a master and another I would call my brother when I found a new home. Then there was the Keyblade. For what purpose was it begotten and by whom? During my training as one of its wielders, the precepts offered a clear answer. The Keyblade existed so that we who watched over the light could protect the world from the shadows. But what was the true answer? Could there not be more to it than that? My heart sought knowledge, and so I sometimes visited other worlds, though such travel was forbidden unless duty required, and found what my heart sought. I can't trust what the experts say, so I'm going to do my own research. Uh, <laughs> are, are you are you now saying that Xehanort is Alex Jones? I, no, I wouldn't call anyone Alex Jones. I mean, that's that's cruel to anyone. <laughs> I mean, he is, as we've established, he is a lore fiend who is like, but what's the real reason behind this lore? And I will say he owns up to his shit. Oh, yeah. or he'll admit what he's doing. And I call that yeah. a complete difference. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, Xehanort at least is very honest about what his goals are. He's like, why are we told only to worry about light? Isn't the darkness also kind of cool? Let's check it out. But, but there's what? big pseudoscience energy in that in that those yeah. lines, I feel like. Yeah, well, yeah, there is. Well, keep in mind also that the Keyblade Masters are very Jedi, and I mean that in the worst possible sense. Oh, yeah, true. And so like, you can't blame him that much. He... Anyway, yeah, we go through the launch deck and we find that giant Unverse just fucking around in the ship reactor. And as you said, its name is Metamorphosis. And cool. it's just kind of an annoying fight because he's you're having this you're having to use Ventus's Traverse abilities, but these but the field's too tall. So you're kind of you you lose track of the monster constantly. So you're kind of jumping up and down the, the whole reactor core looking for it, while there is like a, a separate health bar for the Right, right. Yeah. Six two six also shows up to help us in this fight. Um, and it took me a few tries because I didn't have any second chance or cures in my current deck yet. I probably should have taken some time to get second chance, I think. You know, considering my ability to play through two, forgetting about those abilities, and I'm kind of surprised you're the one who forgot to have those this time around. I feel like I... So admittedly, you advised me. I'm like, I'm currently in my Dream Drop Distance replay, and I'm kind of like, man, when do I get a fucking spirit that'll give me second chance at once more? That would make this game so much better right now. Critical mode is a nightmare on it. <laughs> Uh, after the fight, uh, 626 is just pretty agitated and Ven calms him down. And Ven notices that 626's Wayfinder is broken. And he realizes, oh, this little guy thinks that friendship is represented by this object. And if the object is broken, friendship is broken. No, friendship is more than an object. The friendship circle. <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately Gadu shows up saying, yeah, everything, everything is clear how I think it is. You just accidentally triggered a a temporary change. Whatever, I'm right. Bye-bye. Yep, he just shows up to ruin our happy moment and tries to destroy us, and then... That just causes a prison break. Yeah. 626 jumps him, Ben and 626 flee off the ship. 626 swipes a spaceship, Ben just gets the fuck out of there. Um, yeah, so that happened. Congrats, Ben, you just gave the ultimate weapon a, a spaceship. Yep, and he's gonna crash in Hawaii. Next, he's going to go ahead and give guys the keys to the Ultima weapon, because that just seems right. But, I mean... Ironically, uh, the ultimate weapon crash landing in Hawaii didn't do as much damage as white people. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know about that. that. 
Hey, no, I'm not going to cut that. That's pretty funny, but wow. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, we now have to just kind of squish this back in the, in the, the cannon for Lilo and Stitch. So... Porsche dealing with Experiment 626 got the hyperdrive keyblade. Because and then it actually warps itself off into this yep. ship. If I remember correctly, that is both a good D-Link and a good keyblade. Yep, hyperdrive is a very good keyblade. And 626 is the is the D-Link for grinding abilities. Oh yes. Um it is the one that gives you the uh what is it? Command what points. is the points that CP command points. Command point. It gives you the command point buff that makes it actually doable to just grind up everything and get all the commands. If if only its finishers weren't absolute dog shit. Yeah, uh, please. If you're doing this, just change it back to finisher one once you get it leveled up. You can do that. Yeah, that's that's that way. It'll be more like rubbing more like rubbing sand in your eyes rather than broken glass. <laughs> yeah, just a little like sidebar here. The D link uh, for six two six. Its second stage uh, has you do a luau command that is a very slow rhythm game that you have to hit 10 buttons. You cannot stop early, even when all the monsters are dead. And they will be dead before it's halfway over. There's just no yes. way for them. And it doesn't have quite as much range you need for something that motionless and slow. Yeah. The first not- one is an annoying button push mini game for random laser blasts. So it's still a somewhat annoying, but it's still better than that one. It goes faster. Yeah. Anyway, Neverland is open. Why is Peter Pan always the final area anyway? I the don't final know. Area? Because he represents the finality of death and how to avoid it through the fear of aging. <laughs> I do not see how those relate, but uh, sure. Why not? Yeah, I made my way through colleges with takes as stupid and random as that in essays. <laughs> That's how you get to be an English major. Yeah, you, you know how to bullshit. I mean, I never pretended to hide that one. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah, we start with Tinkerbell flittering about and see another thing flittering about. And that thing flittering about is Mickey at the. Well, I think I think it cuts to Mickey like she oh, yeah. sees a light and then we cut to a separate scene. Yeah. And, we, and that scene is Mickey at the Indian camp and a portal to darkness opens up and Vinitas tells him to move it. Vinitas is like, no, I'm not allowing cutscenes. Can we just rename it the native camp or the aboriginal camp or something? But no, the problem is, like, it's not that there's a. I'm, I'm going by what the game calls it. And, oh, yeah. I mean, Peter Pan definitely calls it the and, uh, like, Indian camp. Like, I mean, it was it, the problem with calling it like aboriginal is it assumes are they the native population of the of Neverland? And Peter is just like an insurgent spay person that kidnaps kids and brings them there. I mostly think that it's there because the kids like to play cowboys and Indians. That's the only reason it's there. So, yeah, why aren't there cowboys? Why are there not cowboys in Neverland? That that is a strange one. You don't even want to know how uh, bad the novel and earlier versions source of this is. It gets really Uh, bad. I'm not even going to use the words that were used in the book in the original play. Oh, no. It's kind of like, you know, how and then there were none is a great novel, but, you know, it got uh, a it got changed for a good reason. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, Little Indians was the first change. Yes. We're not going to say the other one because, good God, we would deserve the result we get if we were to talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) I have no desire to say that. Why are people why why are some people so eager to say it? No, I said, I think it's clear if we're talking about it. It's just thought, honestly, I don't even pretend it's a virtue thing. It honestly makes you uncomfortable to thought. Yeah. Mm. 
Why? I don't think that's Why? virtue. I think that's literally my mindset. <laughs> yeah. Like, again, same. Anyway, mm. Ben wakes up to see a tiny fairy and two furries looking over him. <laughs> Good transition. <laughs> that's not at all controversial at all. Let's stick to that still. Yes. Ben is just kind of like, yeah, that's normal. That makes sense. Everything no, it's fun. even great because Ben's wake up to saying it's not moving. Let's kick it. And the ticker ball literally does kick Ben and he flips him over. Yeah. Every, so she every, also goes flying. All Kingdom Hearts protagonists seem to be extremely liberal about not judging people by the way they look. I mean, Alventus doesn't like the fact that a tiny fairy just kicked him ass over tea kettle, but. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, let's all go to hunt down that shooting star because it apparently fell near the. I just want to point out that Lost Boys is just a, a random pair of them, and their names are slightly in Cubby. <laughs> That's their names? That's their names, really? Yeah. Yeah, don't you remember Peter Pan? Did no. you not see the... Oh. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Well, it has, but I remember it. Yeah. Don't you ever see the Lost Boys? No, that's something else entirely. Okay, look, the only Lost Boy that I know the name of is Rufio. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, is that because is that because he ended up being a fan of Homestuck? Yes. And then I learned he was also the voice of Zuko from Avatar the Last Airbender, which is cool. <laughs> I just wanted just want to say I love Dante, Dante Bosco. He is an awesome person. Name dropping. <laughs> yep. Of course. Random aside, I've never read Homestuck, but it's mostly because I'm afraid that I will like well, it too much if I. It's kind of hard it. to read it now. Is the problem? Yeah, Flash is dead. <laughs> Oof! I didn't even think about that. Honestly, like I said it's one of those ones where it's best not to get absorbed into the wider range outside the story itself. Oh, you know, stay the kind fuck of, away from that fandom. Sorry, homestuck. <laughs> and also, even the official stuff's gotten a little weird after. Oh yeah, um, Hussy uh, is. Um, Don't want to talk about. Yeah, let's not talk about it. It's uh, kind of like that with Undertale too. Like I love the work, I'll stay away from the fandom. Well, at least Toby Fox still seems to be a pretty awesome guy. But we're just dropping yeah. all the names. Yep. It's just that's just one where the fandom alone is kind of messy. Yep. Mm. Anyway, uh, but that's true of most fandoms. I rarely want to be part of a fandom. At this point, I'm probably changing the name of the episode to Attack of the Name Drops. <laughs> the fandom strikes back. <laughs> Anyway, we make it to Peter Pan's hideout and he does the caca, caca thing. Yep. Yeah, like, and he's not impressed with Ben. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, whatever. Why did you, why did you bring this kid here? What, what's so I, don't think, I don't think I could boss him around enough. Yeah, he's not old. Otherwise. And, and so he's just like, hey, furries, let's go steal Hook's treasure because that's what <laughs> we do today. That's what we do every day. Where's Hook getting his treasure? They steal the treasure every day. Hook gets mad. Hook gets more treasure, and then they steal the treasure the next day. You ever think how weird, how Neverland really seems like it's some sort of artificial playground with the pirate ship just moored offside doing stuff every so often? Is Neverland a time loop? Probably. <sighs> no. Isn't Neverland actually like a take on, uh, what you call it, the Tirnanog? The hmm. Wow, that's deeper cut than I would be able to go. All I know Tirnanog is, yeah. I think that was the name of one of these ships in Full Metal Panic. <laughs> well, I always, I always, I said that's one of those ones where Tia Nog is the Vanishing Island, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, I, yes. 
And we can let's just, we can imagine skip the part where uh, Peter Pan might kill the Lost Boys when they get too old. I think I said that one before. Yeah, that's yeah, why I said you haven't talked about that before. Yeah, and that's I will why I say said, I will say the actual text is that he thins them out without any more explanation. Yes. Yikes. <laughs> I would say that that's why Peter doesn't like Ven. He's too old. He's almost ready to be thinned out. And like Peter and Aqu- or sorry, Tara and Aqua are just way too uh, old. Uh, the, she, they're just enemies. Tara's an enemy because he got tricked by Hook, but that too. Yeah, and also, and also, he kicked, he kicked Pan's butt, and Pan pretended it didn't happen. Tink is just like, no, we're already on a hunt. We're going for this fucking shooting star. Ben's just like, I'm going to go with the violent fairy. Which one? So you believe here, Pan is definitely a fae from the uh, from the, his weird ambiguousness in terms of morality know. and behavior. I don't yes. know. Let's make it to the Indian camp. <laughs> God damn, I hate it. I hate that it exists. Anyway. Why is it in this game? Why is it called that in this game? This game was made in 2010. They knew better already. It's a few more years before Disney Plus puts a a warning on the movie, but... (laughs) Yeah, uh, Ben finds Mickey's star chart. He knows what it is immediately. And then Hook swipes it in Tink. Where the fuck did he come from? He seems to always be there to just be able to grab her. It's a miss because everything proceeds by the rules is going to be. It's like we're it's like this is the Disney version of that Westworld series. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, everything's either, just everything's just an attraction. Either a stable time loop bubble or a circus attraction, uh, not circus attraction, theme park attraction. Yeah, where the robots get reset every every day and then all sorts of weird morality things happen after the first season it falls apart. Yep. And then it just kind of gets bad. Yeah, I, I haven't watched this as first season. My brother looked at the uh, most recent season. He's like, what the hell is going on in this plot? He was just reading about it. So now are we going to start constructing a theory about Neverland Syndrome? I guess so. Sure. Sure, why not? What you got? <laughs> I mean, I, that's, I was that's mostly joking. Point. That's a starting point. Uh, <laughs> we will come back to Neverland in our next series. No. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, yeah. Ben runs off with Tinkerbell to the stupid camp. Yep. They get the star shard, Hook swipes it. We already discussed this. Hook, and then Mm -hmm. Hook steals, runs off leaving a message to just find him at the Mermaid Lagoon. Because is Hook an automaton? Is Hook part of this whole system? I mean, Tinkerbell was caught easily enough. Yeah. I think he has to be part of the system. Yeah. Weird. No, but so even if it's not robots, Hook is part of the system keeping the ruler in power by providing an other for them to struggle against. Why do you think the crocodile makes the TikTok sounds? Fuck. Fuck, this is good lore. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, my brain my brain just went much weirder there. I, I now I'm thinking of Repent Harlequin said the TikTok man. <laughs> anyway, that cutscene happened, so now it's time for an adverse fight. <laughs> Uh, we don't want to talk about Harlan Ellison's short stories with weird names. This cutscene's gone on too long. It's time for an adverse fight. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So yeah, after that fight, we go back to the gully, and we just have another cutscene where we reminisce about our time with Aqua and Terra. Like, it's a nice little cutscene. Ben asks Terra if she wonders where stars come from. Cool. Then Peter Pan just shows up and knocks Ben out of his reverie. Fuck you, Peter Pan. <laughs> is hey, Peter hey. Pan a robot in the system? No, that's a, he's. I said he's the ruling class, and Hook is his, his appointed other. Okay. Dueling, dueling arguments. Let's have them. No, <laughs> no. I mean, like, is is so? Pan is ageless. Yes, and I think the hypothetically is, so is Hook. 
yeah. Do you them seem to have sensible ideas of morality, but have their own inexcrutable rule system? So we're either talking Faye or Androids. Your pick. I was going to say that that the system may be constructed by Pan or for his benefit. Peter Pan is yelled about. <laughs> oh, God. I was about to say he was a mad child. God, you said it in a name. <laughs> Not everything is narcissism, John. Oh, trust me. I mean, we've already everything is narcissism. <laughs> we've already proved that it is. Come on. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's time to go into an obvious trap which is at the Mermaid Lagoon. Yeah. And we immediately start getting fire. The pirate ship immediately starts shooting us. So now there's random explosions on several of the map screens for the, the rest of the game. Yep. And Tink shows up completely unharmed. Yeah. Tinkerbell just shows up. Yeah. Like it's not even like rescued. It's just, she shows up. She let herself go. She can do it, that. It, it seems to be like a Bowser kidnapping Peach sort of situation to me. Just like I mean, she starts, she starts telling Peter about a guy with a strange sword, and that just gets completely ignored when everything starts exploding. Yep, <laughs> yeah. Ben has no time for that. Tink sprinkles us with pixie dust to teach us glide, and I'm like, but I already have super glide. We don't need it. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I just want to say the problem I'm having with this chunk of the story is a whole bunch of stuff happens, but nothing's really progressing. You know. And Ben's kind I, of having the same. He's having the same realizations and flashbacks throughout it. Well, I mean, that's part of the problem of Disney worlds in the sort of middle stretch of Kingdom Hearts is that a lot of them don't work to advance the story, especially in this game where like the villains only show up occasionally. Mm-hmm. Like it, it gets a. I think it gets a lot. Babies didn't even appear in the Olympus Coliseum if you think about oh, it. Oh yeah, so, like um, so Phil was the villain. You're right, <laughs> and when you're right, you're right. <laughs> Uh, but like it gets, I think it gets better with Dream Drop Distance and Kingdom Hearts Three, where the Kingdom Hearts villains are like directly involved with all the shit that's going on in the Disney worlds. Yeah, that's it, why I liked uh, Chain of Memories uh, plot quite a bit, and why basically the parts of Birth by Sleep that I like are the ones which features Zaynord and Ericus. Okay, Hook is just waiting for us at the cove. Uh, no one is here, so he's just like, "Oh well, Peter Pan's dead." He's not. I win. Totally, I win. It's totally not just like a complete ruse because I've seen this a billion times already in my uh, automatous existence. <laughs> Why? Why was I made to feel the passage of time? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Ventus uh, versus Bubble as Peter Pan commandeers his ship. And it's now time for Ventus versus Hook with a ticking game. Unexpected end of path. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's. I would say this is one of the more fun fights in this game. Yeah, because it is kind of just a fun little sword fight on a relatively narrow landmass. Like, it it plays well into the strengths of Birth by Sleep's combat system. Like, like you can use your right abilities to stun him, knock him into the water so that he can get bitten by a crocodile. It's great. It's a well-designed Birth by Sleep fight, mm-hmm. which there are not as many as I would like. Yeah, I like the counterattacks in it as well. Oh, yeah, like... Not enough fights in this game kind of reward counterattacks when they kind of made that a, me- a mechanic. Yeah, like um, you want to be guarding a lot and then reprisaling when you get out of there. It's it's a good fight. I forget what the reward was for it. So it probably wasn't anything. Maybe it was a oh. hit point boost because I never write down hit point boosts. <laughs> mm. So, uh, yeah. So the furries I- arrive with the treasure chest from Skull Island after we uh, beat up Hook. 
So somehow we're here at the same time as Terra, but kind of weirdly not. Time is weird in this episode. Yeah. It really is. Both here and in Olympus, things seem to be happening concurrently, but not in a way that really makes sense. Then, yeah, we load the empty treasure chest with weapons, and Ben just adds his wooden training keyblade. I just like the whole thing is like, well, that's a, oh, shit. Sorry. No, 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 no. I, I, my brain just made a stupid Westworld reference only get because the one of the points of that is like whenever you get a robot with a nonsensical phrase or spot, like or try to show him something that's an anachronist is like, well, that doesn't look like anything at all. That's just the reaction to this treasure. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the treasure is the, they went over the tr- treasure is stuff that's that's precious to you, right? Yep. So that's yep. why the wooden tree, training keyblade is in there. Yeah. And then, so yeah, he affirms that his best times with Terra and Aqua are still ahead. So like, we did kind of have an arc with Ventus over the course of the, uh, the last few worlds where he goes from like not being super thrilled with how Terra and Aqua are doing to be kind of like, no, I'll be fine with them. Everything's going to be great. I feel like as soon as he starts thinking about the Olympus Coliseum, he's there. It just kind of then putters. Yeah. yeah. It, it comes up here or there, but it also just like is trying too hard to do a lot of Disney stuff independent of this main story. And like I said, Hook is just kind of a random event showing up throughout this one. Olympus Coliseum is a retread of the fight we've already seen in Terrors and with not as much happening in it. Getting back to what's going on with the treasure chest, Tink tries to add the shooting star and Ben's just like, no, no, a mouse needs this. Really. <laughs> and then it just warps Ben. Yeah, as soon as Ben takes it, he just explodes in lights and vanishes. As the screen plays the back, this text appears. Force of dealing with Peter Pan. Got pixie petal keyblade. How? <laughs> Where do the keyblades come from, anyways? Where do they get them? They're keychains you picked up along the way. I think they manifest from, like, you know, your memory of important events or some shit like that. They are chains, and they could. Chains are associated with memories. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for this yeah. week. Ben's got his, got his way through the Disney slog. Yep, and now it's time for the second finale within Birth by Sleep. So, so that's next week. Yeah. So look forward to that. Until next time, I'm Jared. I'm John. I'm Matt. Remember, a good story is best enjoyed with friends. Thank you for listening to Backlog Dialogues. If you're enjoying our deep dives and discussions, be sure to leave a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice. If you're really enjoying our deep dives and discussions, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash backlog dialogues. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can find our archives at backlogdialogues.com. Special thanks to Eli for our theme song. Kingdom Hearts and all associated trademarks are the property of Disney and Square Enix. Please support the official release. Now, a 10-minute-long, unedited discussion about pizza. Explain pizza. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, good pizza. Let's talk about good pizza. Let's talk about <laughs> Breezy Town pizza. Okay, so first, let me just give a basic rundown of pizza. There, there's. It's hard to find bad pizza, I say. It's yeah, like it's, pizza is kind of like one of those things. Like oh, when I say bad it, pizza. <sighs> uh, well, let me put it this way: when I say something is my least favorite Zelda game, I still like it. You know what I mean? Oh, like CDI. <laughs> I don't count that as like a true <laughs> Zelda game.
Oh, that's just me. That's just me finding the weak point for fun. Yes, yes. Okay. But, you you know, like, when I say, like, I think Ocarina of Time is my least favorite Zelda game. It's still a good game. Ooh, you know what I mean? Take. <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, like... I'm thinking when I think of bad pizza, I honestly think of like school cafeteria pizza, and yeah. I still like that as a kid. I think of Wegman's, the grocery store chain, whose pizza is cardboard. <laughs> yeah, like so. But let's talk about good pizza. Uh, and and a lot of places you can find good pizza pretty much anywhere you go if you know where to look. Uh, yeah, Buffalo Buffalo actually has is known for being surprisingly good local pizza. No one talks about oh, yeah. because there's so many wing places that Buffalo really gets to. Well, I mean, pizza and wings go chains. together to me. Chain, yeah. yeah, and remember, and chains can't really survive in Buffalo very well. They actually okay. tend to get pushed out. <laughs> so, but like the big debate uh, that you will hear all the time that I find kind of insufferable is like, which is better, Chicago pizza or New York pizza? It's Chicago mm. pizza, by the way. But um... <laughs> I mean, my brother is Chicago's pizza isn't a bad food, but it's bad as a pizza because it's more of a it's more of a meat pie thing. <laughs> it's. It's a, good, it's a good, it's a good, he thinks it's a good pasta or a good lasagna. Fuck you. It's great My, pizza. He says I, it's I, good I, food. He doesn't think he has yeah. pizza. Like, so that's the problem. That's the exact attitude I hate is that refusal <laughs> to accept that pizza is more about the ingredients that, than it is about how you eat it. That being said, mm. how you eat New York style pizza is very different from how you eat Chicago pizza. Well, yeah. And when I'm talking about Chicago pizza here, I'm not talking about Chicago tavern style pizza, which is also good, but is also eaten a lot more like your typical New York style pizza. I'm talking about the deep dish pizza. Yeah. You ever heard that pizza... supposedly uh, Chicago natives don't eat deep dishes? Oh, yeah, they don't. <laughs> uh, deep dish pizza is way more for like northern Chicago people. Like the people who live in Chicago and like live and breathe Chicago, they eat tavern style. Um, yeah. But like Chicago deep dish is a very is very much like a family meal. It's and that's in fact how it's presented. You go into a restaurant, you sit around a table, you all order one pizza for the table, you serve it like it's a family meal. It's uh, it's very communal. Uh-huh. New York, New York pizza, you grab on the go. It is a because like it's you find a little like hole in the wall shop in the road, and you go in, you get some pizza, you get some garlic bites, and you you're like, oh, that's amazing. That's a perfect food on the run. Completely you fold it over meals. like a taco and eat it. Yeah, completely different meals, completely different like things. They're both pizza. They're both great. It's just like, and I, but that's why I find the debate insufferable because I'm like, they're very different meals, even if they are still both pizza. I just that like that. But said, yeah. let's talk I about Easy Town Pizza now. I, I <laughs> yeah. do love how people describe Buffalo Pizza. You know what? It's it's it has some distinct features of its own because it has cup pepperoni. Ooh, as in like. What do you mean? It's, it's, the pepperoni is thick enough. It's called cup and char that when it cooks, the pepperoni curls up into a little cup. Ooh, yeah, that sounds good. It's uh, yeah. Buffalo uh, has Buffalo has good pepperoni. Oh I like that too. Some uh, Detroit Detroit style pizza also uses cup pepperoni. So uh, one person okay. one person described Buffalo pizza as Detroit cheese, Motor City trim, Maine undercarriage, New York City soul. We're very mm-hmm. we're a very eclectic pizza type. I'd like to try mm-hmm. that sometime. That sounds good. Yeah. Crazy Town Pizza. Okay, so okay, go ahead. I moved- I moved to this new place in North Beacon Hill, uh, and basically like a 15-20 minute walk away from where I live is this little, okay, it's not even a pizza place. It is a- It's a bar. It's a bar with a pizza kitchen in the back. And that pizza kitchen is called Breezy Town. Okay. It is It is the sister restaurant to a restaurant that's up in North Seattle called uh, uh, Windy City Pizza. Windy City, of course, being Chicago. 
So mm-hmm. it's a play on that idea. It is a pizza place that does Chicago-style pizza with a twist, which is why they're called Breezy Town. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have the best ingredients I've ever had in pizza. The best, like, presentation. Like, it is everything I want from Chicago pizza, while also just being like, I could eat this by myself, and, like, I can get a slice and be happy. Like I, uh-huh. I actually see it myself as a fusion between Chicago and Detroit style. Yeah, that's that's precisely it. And But, like... It also has a bit of a uh, Northwestern United States flair to it. Cause like the dough is sourdough. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, all the, but like all the ingredients are locally sourced. They make their own sausage. They do everything. Like I, we're going to it this afternoon. I want to try the uh, uh, pepperoni paint job, which does both like the crispy pepperoni on top and pepperoni beneath the cheese is the idea. Yeah. I figure uh-huh. we can get two pizzas. Uh, Cause uh, we'll have three people. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's, like everything about it just like sounds everything about it is amazing. They use cheese yeah. from Wisconsin. They it's just like the, a perfect actually of everything buy. good about pizza. They buy the, that's a pic by the way, I just had a picture of a buffalo style with cup and char, if you want to see mm-hmm. what that can look like. Though it is a bit low on the pepperoni amount for what I normally see. They uh Ooh, they, they so use a, a blend of mozzarella and brick cheese from Wisconsin. And I love mm. brick cheese. Yeah, it's so yeah, that's that's my rant about pizza. Uh, I'm probably gonna find a way to include this in the actual recording because I I do want to get <laughs> my opinion of pizza out in the world. <laughs> Whatever you like about pizza is perfectly fine. Enjoy it how you like. Leave us Chicago fans yeah. alone. It's still pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. You were, were you in King Hearts 2 episode 8? Yes, I so was. So great. We wanted to do it again. <laughs> what was episode 8 again of Kingdom Hearts 2? I, I, I didn't see. <laughs> uh, okay, now I need, I sorry, I need to look that up real quick. Okay, I'll look it up. Or one second. Hearts 2 episode 8. It was... Oh my gosh, it was Mickey Says the Thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fellas. Are you talking about, about pepperoni pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I don't think I do a very good Mickey, but... Hey, you did okay. Anyone here talking about pepperoni pizza? How did we not name an episode after Now This Is Pod Racing? Uh, I think we did. We, yeah, we, we did. We did. Huh, now This Is Keyblade Racing is the episode. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, episode. anyways, sorry about that. I'm boss. I see you missed the horrible reference I was trying to drive into your head, John. I ignored it because I was talking, and you tried to interrupt me. <laughs> All right, sorry. What was your joke now? I was like, you cut out completely. Really not that worth. I was trying to make a shining tears joke. Uh, you cut out completely, and we are not doing any shining tears jokes. <laughs> That's weird. Something wrong with my sound? Like you only came back in in the middle of that. Like, Am I better now? Forget yeah, it. It's, it wasn't even that good a joke. You're fine now, anyway. Yeah, right, any good. references to a dumb anime that only we watched and literally no one else will not be included in this sh- sh- show. It's kind of an amazing <laughs> fact. <laughs>